0: This is Halfa,
1: the podcast hosted by
0: me, Timmy Otadola,
1: and me, Mr. Easy.
0: Tosin!
1: Hey, Tammy, what's up?
0: Tosin, Halfa.
1: It's a very bubbly... What day is this? Whatever day. I don't even know what day it is, but it's a bubbly morning mm-hmm. with the sun shining in London. So, you know how you and I were talking about how... In all the movies about London, it always shows London as very bright and sunny. Yes. <laughs> but in reality, London is not always bright and sunny. It's
0: it's false advertising.
1: Ice packaging. I won't call that mm. false advertising. It's packaging. Packaging. Just
0: <laughs> like um, we recently watched Paddington.
1: Pa- yeah, 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 padding, thing. padding And it was
0: showing, like, the colourful Notting Hill and the sun. I was like... Mm-hmm.
1: Did you finish it? No. We didn't finish it.
0: There are many movies we just don't finish. Yeah. You're making me more like you. Because I used to have this thing where if I start, not even a movie, a TV show, I must finish. Or, like, my brain will not let me not know how it turns out. Even if it's the worst movie I've ever watched.
1: What was crazy to me was we were watching Paddington and you were just there making it so deep. It's, it's, it's like this is an animation that we're just supposed to watch. It's a kid's animation. It's for kids and for the young at heart and mind. But you were just going on and on about the undertones.
0: No, but Paddington is about the refugee crisis. Mm. It's an allegory for xenophobia.
1: But woo, allegory. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's dropping, dropping. I'm... But how far? What's up with you? I don't want us to go to... I don't want us to yeah, start because I know deep. you. I just let you... I'll go deep. We could talk like for two hours on things. So. Hello,
0: my name is Timmy and welcome to my video essay on the refugee crisis via the children's movie Paddington Bear. Yeah. Okay, how far? I am good. Um, What's the name? I have been falling asleep every night to The Handmaid's Tale. I, I think we've both been sleeping very weird, like very deeply. We've been having very vivid dreams.
1: I think it's because we switched sides side of the of bed. bed yeah. So guys, let me know if you guys have this um, theory as well. Tammy always sleeps on the left Wait, yeah, on the left Left. side of the bed. She always picks the left side of the bed. Anywhere we go, if we're traveling, if we're on holiday, she must be on that left side. Yeah. And so I I wanted to understand what is in this left side of the bed. And ever since Mm. I switched to taking your left side, I've been sleeping deeper. And I've not been waking up cold. I usually wake up cold.
0: Yeah, so as a science experiment we swapped... And I'm usually the one who has body heat. But now you're the one with body heat. I, I so I don't know what's capping.
1: going on. I think you're capping. I don't have... The...
0: You have, like, <laughs> you are running hot. You're running like a radiator. You're running hot.
1: So the theory is that maybe there is sleep, like, the way you sleep is somehow related to what side of the
0: yeah. bed you lie on. I'm not saying that it's a fact, but I'm saying that there's a scientist out there that should look into it, Mm. for sure. And also, I like to, you know, like, when I have my tea and my book on my side, I like to reach to my left side. There's also something there. I've been feeling topsy-turvy since since we swapped sides. Why do I speak like an old British
1: man? I don't know. Somebody should look into that. But it's, (laughs) it's very interesting. So, um... Apart from switching on, switching different sides of the bed, I want to call Timmy out mm. on this podcast today. Mm. I hope you guys are ready for this. Here we I, go. I'd like to break the news to everyone listening to this podcast. But Timmy <laughs> doesn't like to shower.
0: Here we go. Here we go. And she's go. going to accuse
1: me and say the same thing about me.
0: Do you know what? <laughs> this, this is a call out. And this... This has come from nowhere, and I actually re- I refuse to be part of this narrative, because I feel like recently, in the last year, you've had all these Oimbo celebrities coming out, you know, Ashton Kutcher,
1: mm.
0: um, all these people coming out and say that they only shower, or they only wash their kids when they see dirt on their body. Yeah. We are not part of that narrative. No, oh, no,
1: no, it's not. It's not I done.
0: shower every day. Tosin, <laughs> Tosin, you just like to make fun of me. And basically, if I've taken a morning shower, Mm -hmm. but you decide to take a night shower, you are now a better
1: person. 1000%. It's
0: just like, in this war, it's just about who had the most recent shower.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Because, you know... know Why is this becoming a thing? I think it was because, like, for a long time, you used to look at me some type of way because I didn't shower before I slept. Because like when you're about to sleep, you shower. You want to be clean. You actually moisturize.
0: I so moisturized sleep. top to toe.
1: The first day I saw somebody. <laughs> <moisturizing> <laughs> and
0: sometimes I'm like sliding around because yeah. I'm so moisturized.
1: I'm like, why is somebody <laughs> moisturizing to sleep? The only time I yeah. remember showering consistently. I'm not obviously when you when you go out and you come back, you shower before you sleep, but like the only time I can remember. Having to shower two times, I can remember having to shower every day before I sleep. Was one when I was a kid, you know, when you're a kid in Nigeria, and your mommy will bat you, yeah, and then they'll put dusting powder on your yeah. body and you'll be all, all white and you go <laughs> and you wear your pajamas and you yes. go to sleep. So that time, yes. every night, it would you why would do shower. we do the
0: powder? Is there a reason for that?
1: I don't know, I think it's because of. Yeah, I think it's heat because the dusting powder mm. helps with heat. And splashes. I have
0: like that smell of dettol is just in my
1: nostril. Yeah. Like you know
0: that dettol smell.
1: Yeah.
0: With the bucket, like you know when it's mixed in the bucket, yeah, there's the bucket. nothing that can take away that yeah. smell from me.
1: I don't know. Is it that we truly need? I think that's one of the things like growing up Nigerian. Yeah. That's. Uh, one of the things you that's very common to a lot of people using the towel is it, and it's like I've since I came to the UK and since I started traveling for the past like six years, mm. I see that nobody puts the the towel in their. That's true. Nobody puts the towel in a bucket. It mixes shower. it and the showers. And yes. we were we were using like um, we had a borehole in my house, mm. so it's like fresh water from the ground coming straight to us. Yeah. But we still put Dittal inside. I don't know. So, maybe there's a conspiracy. Maybe... Okay. Maybe they've just sold to us that we must always put that in the water. Maybe the advertising for Dittal was so good that all parents just started putting Dittal. Yeah. What what do you think? Because how come we're no more using Dittal now?
0: And I love things. I love all these, like... All these situations where it's not actually necessary, but because it's been passed on for so long, people just continue doing it. And
1: it's like cargo cult, exactly. Yeah, it's like we're just doing it, but why are we doing? Why it? are we, we doing it? What? When
0: you think about why are you doing it, like it's just because it's been passed down and people don't question. Okay, here is a point I want to make to our audience: question everything.
1: Mm.
0: Question everything. Because all because you've been doing something your whole life does not mean it's the right thing to be to do, Mm. and all because you haven't does not mean it's the wrong thing.
1: Yeah. I mean, like it was not so long ago that uh, this is too deep. But it was not so long ago that um, I'm trying to find a lighter example. That uh, uh, oh, for
0: example, you know how they said if you crack your knuckles, yeah, you get arthritis. Oh, yeah. That's just, you know, those urban myths. You don't really yeah. know if that's, you know, but let's ask a doctor. I don't yeah. know. But I, that will always stay in my mind. Yeah. Or like, if um, when I was in school and they said, oh, if you leave your bed, you'll find a monster under your bed.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: These are just things told to children to keep them in bed at night. Mm. Do you understand?
1: So do you think, before I ask you the next question, I just want to state it very clearly here that, uh, number one, this is not a detour advert. <laughs> this is not us saying people shouldn't use detour. Biome, yeah, that's like what, yeah. Should.
0: So, what we are saying is that if you love it for your skin, it works for you, keep on yeah. using it. But if it doesn't work for your skin, you don't have to use it,
1: yeah. But we also try well, everything for yourself. Somebody, some, some, if, if there's anybody listening and they're like a dermatologist <laughs> or like give they, us the real tea, you know, teas. they should give us the real tea. I wanted to say, like. Uh, I think toll is Unilever. I wanted to say like they should contact us. <laughs> mm,
0: but I know we have our own look. There's something about that smell. We have our own localized um Detoll like for the region, because there's something about that smell. Yeah, that smell. That smell. And even the cowpaw we have is is localized. How come you use... Because I used to drink (laughs) cowpaw. I would just down it. I know it was giving me one codeine hype. I didn't know what it was as a kid. And it was so syrupy and sweet. What's that? Cowpaw.
1: What's cowpaw?
0: The cough syrup.
1: Cowpaw. I don't know. I don't know.
0: Was there any medicines you liked?
1: Medicines I liked. Me, I didn't like medicines. Like But there was one multivitamin. That they used to give us, it was yeah. sweet. Like I used, it was almost like Ribina.
0: There, yes, I think it was we're talking about the same yeah, thing. Yeah, maybe it's the
1: same thing. It was maybe. like a
0: purple liquor.
1: Yeah, I it's think a liquor so. Like is a cooked? I, 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 I definitely think so. Um, did you ever use? Oh, you still use black soap?
0: Yeah. So I was about to say, what's your shower routine?
1: Yeah.
0: Cause mine is in my shower. I just have a slab of black of black soap, and then I I rub my sponge on it. And that's it. Like, it's not even liquid black soap. It's just, like, a slab from the ground of black
1: soap. By the way, when Temi says black soap, she's, like, to let you understand. It's, like, dudu osun mm-hmm. You know, like, that soap, that black, traditional black yeah. soap that grandma will bring from the village. Yeah. And that's what Temi uses to. Yeah.
0: I'm, I'm not going to be humble. How, how soft is my skin? Mm. Soft, right? Soft soft. And soft, what, what upsets me is that your face is so soft. Oh, mm. well, tell me what your skincare routine okay, is my your face.
1: My, my skincare routine is just jump in the shower, use whatever soap is there. Whether, whatever
0: Timmy has supplied. Whatever
1: Timmy has <laughs> supplied. If Timmy has not supplied it, if it's a hotel, just use whatever the hotel pool. Imagine. Although, I think recently, Jason, Jason is my assistant. Jason has started, like he's packed a bag for me where he's always he's put my own uh, uh, soap and all that things. Mm. So now I have like every responsible person should have like a a shower bag. Yes. And then I just basically jump in the shower, put the water, put the soap on the sponge, scrub, scrub, scrub. brum, it's done. And, yeah. Uh, I just moisturize real quickly. I didn't used to like to moisturize, but because I di- I didn't, I take on, I didn't even know. Getting ashy was a thing that people didn't know. I know people are going to find me. People frowned upon. Like, I, until I started mm. saying jokes about people being ashy. Mm. And, uh, you know, when you're in cold region, your hands dry quickly. yeah. So the ashyness can show. As against when you're, like, back when we were in boarding school, I wouldn't just shower, but sweat. By the time I sweat a little, it will all... Yeah. But Body I mean... Body oils will come. I, th- and I think...
0: It. Of course, I'm going to make this deep. Do you think it's anti black that we laugh at ashiness because really that's what happens to our skin naturally if we're not like super, super hyper moisturized do you understand
1: yeah i don't even know that's true i've never thought of it like that but apparently became a thing that now because of because i see it a lot so now i'm always looking out for my body like yeah even now i'm looking at my hand to see whether there's some dry it's just dry skin
0: it's just dry Dry skin,
1: yeah, and using the the a lot of moisture. So to just be clear, it's not that Temi doesn't shower at all, or oh, sh- or here Temi we go. is doing like I don't shower for X number of weeks. Here or, we you know, go. It's just that. She used to be the one that showers more than me, and now these days I'm beginning to realize that <laughs> no, I'm listen, showering more than her. Listen. So now I have this theory listen, that me doesn't shower because I'm showering more than her. Listen. Which is like, and don't come and give me any, don't come and give me any uh, conversation of you are being uh, green. And being responsible with the amount of water How use, often do I shower a day?
0: I shower once a day. The difference is I used to shower once in the morning and then bath every night. Mm. So now I have a shower in the morning. And because I used to be a shower at night person, because in boarding school you could only really shower at night. Because in the morning you didn't have time. So now, because Tosin is now the shower at night person, you just believe yourself to to shower more. Yeah. But like this is going out. Like yeah. so let's just let's just state that I shower every <laughs> single day. Every, I just because actually you know the internet is crazy. Please I don't want to see any <laughs> net Nigeria headline that Take me after the doesn't shower, please. I don't need to see it.
1: You know if you're talking about some of the things please. we use do you I don't need to see it do you some of the things we use is like also like powdered milk,
0: yeah, I didn't know powdered
1: milk was the thing until I first mm. came here mm. and then I think there wasn't like I went to the first store I went to. I didn't see a lot of powdered milk, so I was like. Do well do need to have powdered milk like nido yeah. and peak milk
0: i love you know, oh. for soakings. do you know what's crazy is that you have to deep what must be inside peak milk for it to taste like that
1: it's just milk that is dried
0: uh but it's so like it's so sweet and syrupy not the dried one oh. the one? condensed one
1: ah the, the condensed, condensed ah. think about
0: what is inside that the
1: condensed one in akamu is just like
0: <laughs> It's so good. Though.
1: Did you ever, did you Ooh, ever have, tea. did you ever um, have those ones that used to be like in these nylons, and you just take it to school as snack, and you just no, squeeze it? I can't. Or lie. they sell it at the kiosk. There used to what be milk? this, yeah. No. There used to be this milk that it wasn't powdered. I'm trying to remember mm. the name. Maybe it wasn't. It might have It was basically like in a tube, like, mm. and you just squeeze the tube. I think the, these these things are very like, very like Niger. Like yeah. Growing up in Niger, like the dusting powder, the powdered milk. Is there is there anything that sticks up?
0: I have this very very vivid childhood memory, of um, so when I was growing up, we lived on the mainland, but I went to school on the on in the VA. Okay. So. So like a few times a week, my dad would pick us up and we would be driving back down the mainland. And of course, there'll be traffic. And he was in his, I think it was it was either red or blue. My sisters will definitely be able to confirm Uh, convertible. And in the traffic, he would buy gala. Yeah,
1: I'm gala. Like, yes,
0: i wait. My mom, my mom has been on her health since, like no processed food. I told you we weren't allowed to have soft drinks yeah, growing I'm up. Only on like my birthday, I'd be allowed to have Coco Fanta <laughs> and Chin Chin. Like, my mom has been on that. So she would never let us have gala or anything that was processed. Just home cooking.
1: I can't imagine a I know, I in know. childhood without gala. I know. Continue. So
0: my dad would buy us gala. We would have to eat it before we get home and then trash it. It was
1: like top secret.
0: Top, number one top secret. So it was always the best Whoa. days when my dad would pick me up from school. Yeah,
1: I think gala and la casera like the yeah. ultimate. There was a time in my life where, like going to work, I would literally just buy gala and la casera, and that would be my lunch. Like the yeah. lunch is gala and la casera. You just mix it and mm. you just eat it. And I think there was a there's an advert that say that say eat the full belay or something like mm. it will just hold you for this <laughs> hold hold
0: i'm
1: telling you it's like i don't I even know i think it, it. it must have been very nutritious so i'm
0: done i don't know I'm but done.
1: that's another thing another thing that is very is like it's just coming to me straight is like mr biggs
0: yep
1: and there's no yep. meat pie that's as good as mr biggs when was your last meat mr biggs pie? i can't remember I can't remember, but wow. I know I used to mix like if you buy Mr. Big's meat pie mm. and you mix it with the donut. Okay. And you eat the donut and the meat pie at the same time, mm. like a burger.
0: Well, in the same mouth.
1: Yeah, like I like put the meat pie on top, break the edge of the meat pie so that that first crust is out. So now you're you're on the place that has meat. Then put the Mr. Big's donut. It has to be Mr. Big's donut. The one where in the middle they'll put the jam. In the middle, oh wow, and then okay. just bite it at the same time, like a burger. You could even put that sounds meat, you could even put meat pie in the middle, break the donut, put donut on top, meat pie in the middle, donut underneath.
0: That sounds disgusting. Sorry,
1: it is. <laughs> I can't
0: agree with you. On it that. is
1: fire, and yeah, it is fire. We used to go to Mr. Big's, like, as a reward.
0: Yeah, of course, because it's a big day out, you know. You don't just go to Mr. Biggs every time. Yeah. Um, Okay, I want to ask you, were you an Indomie kid? Because I have have a great Indomie story.
1: I actually believe very strongly that I was... I mean, all of us in my school, the Bells Junior School, we were like one of the first people to taste Indomie. The Indomie that got served in... in, uh, in in Nigeria because the bells is in Ottawa and Indomie is in Ottawa. That's where the factory is. So I remember very vividly that time they came to our school and they they picked students from different classes and they made us not that I'm thinking of it, we were doing testing. Was that <laughs> even approved? Maybe they must have. I'm sure and, they must uh, have gotten their NAVDAC approval at the time. But basically, they wanted to roll out the flavors and they will make us taste the different Indomies, and yeah. we we'll select which Indomie we basically, which flavor we liked. Yeah. And it was, I think it was very based on that they rolled out um, the Indomie flavors or new indomie flavors so at some point i like to to brag and i'm sure if the name of the company is d united is in utter. i'm sure if anybody wants to fact check they should fact check i i believe that i must have been instrumental in selecting me and my friends not just me in uh the bell junior school must have been instrumental in selecting some indomie flavors that got released yeah what's but- the indomie story
0: Okay, number one, not me thinking that Indomie obviously is non-Nigerian, but I thought it was Nigerian because it's so heavily consumed in Nigeria. Where's it from?
1: Indomie. I've seen Indomie in Dubai as well. But the Indomie in Nigeria is a different Indomie in terms of the packaging, the spices. Yeah, but where's it from? I think it's an an Indian company. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, but it's been, at least what was sold in In Nigeria, was very specific to our taste, boy.
0: Yeah, it's the same way. Like I, when I found out that other African countries obviously drink Milo, but they're calling it Milo, and I was like, "What is Milo?" But I was like, "Oh, that's Milo."
1: Yeah, Milo. But they were calling it Milo. Yeah.
0: Anyway, yeah.
1: Is this is this is what's your you were saying you had some Indomie me. I was an Indomie kid. Like, yeah, I eat Indomie, the, and then I fry Indomie. So yeah. where you have the Indomie, you you boil the Indomie, you put the. This, all these brands you just pay us in this episode. The way like, we we're, were just, we're just talking about, the we're food. just reminiscing. You get yes. the Indomie, you boil the Indomie. When you boil the Indomie, you don't put any of the spices. You just boil it to the point where it's like Adante. Mm. and then you put some oil. And in, in the did you just
0: say al dente? Yeah. I'm finished.
1: And then and then you put <laughs> some oil in the pan. Stop. And in that oil in the, in that you put some oil in the pan until it's very hot. But you put the al dente indomie into a bowl, and then you put eggs inside. You break eggs. You put it inside, and you put all the indomie spices, mm. and you put some curry so that it can turn green. And you whisk everything this together. This is too bougie for me. When you whisk everything together, when the oil is, like, just small oil, when the small oil is, about is like, really hot, you just pour everything into the pan and you just, like... Okay. And so then you, when it's done, you put it in the middle of bread and with a big bottle of horrible Pepsi.
0: Woo! Okay, that's a very serious Indomie. My Indomie story is a lot more basic, a lot more to the point.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, that actually sounds good, but now as an adult, the way I like to eat it is it should just be cooked with the spice in the packet. I don't want to see any chopped red pepper, any chopped green pepper. I don't want to see anything inside. It should not be watery. It should just be, you know when it's just soft? Mm-hmm. Wait, I'm actually salivating. You know it's just soft, but there's no extra water?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's yeah,
0: right. Anyway, so as I said, my mom was on that health thing before it was cool to be healthy, right? So when I start, when I started going to the American International School, in also in VI, we were already obviously around a lot of international kids. So yeah. that's when we started hearing about American food and American culture, and you know, a lot of them were like the cool kids who. They will have blue bunny after school. You know blue bunny ice cream? No. Okay, they'll have blue... Anyway, it's just a whole... I'm a, a whole...
1: kid, I don't know.
0: Anyway, it was just bunny. a whole other vibe. Anyway, it was just new vibes anyway. So we realized that these kids, their parents would just give them Indomie packets for lunch, maybe thinking that the school would then make it fresh. I don't know. But I would come with my, my lunch from home. And then it was just so cool because they would just open Indomie packets. Mm-hmm. Pour the dry pepper on it and eat it crunchy, like a biscuit. And that's <laughs> yeah, how they were eating. Yeah, was... And those were like the those were the <laughs> the bad bitches. In school. You, like, you just
1: put the spices. The spices
0: on the raw and it noodle. Like you eat it like biscuits. And so I would I would basically just get my friend to share hers with me. And I won't eat my lovingly prepared home cooking. I'll just I'll just Probably trash it. Imagine. Just so, so I could eat raw indomie with all mm-hmm. the cool kids. It just shows you that children do not appreciate their parents. Because now I cannot imagine making home, home lunch for my child and then they're trashing it to eat indomie. Yeah. And Maryland cookies.
1: Oh! Yeah, okay. That
0: was my jam.
1: Yeah. You know, it was... What? Um, Sardine was like any canned food was contraband in my in my secondary school. And uh, boiling ring was also contraband. But we'll sneak in boiling ring and sardine and indomie. I think even indomie was contraband at some point, which is like just weird. And we will put water in the kettle and put uh, the indomie with water and we'll put the boiling ring. The boiling ring will heat the water and cook the Indomie. We'll cook the Indomie mm. with boiling <laughs> ring. And that that was crazy as fuck, cause it could even um if you if, like especially when you're using the metal buckets. Anybody that went to Niger boarding school knows those metal buckets. Like you could actually elect electrocute <laughs> yourself. And if you use the rubber bucket, you could cause a fire.
0: Yeah.
1: But if you do the skill well, you can you can put it and then you put the geisha or the sardine at the end and turn it. And we're making indomie on the low in school. Like it was like, it was... Some contraband indomie. Yeah, classic. And like mixing the milo and milk, we put it in a paper and then we iron it. You iron the milk, the powdered milk and the milo. Yeah, you iron it and then it becomes a cake. And then you eat that cake. (laughs)
0: But you know, this is giving you know how in prison they've invented so many ways of make This is giving
1: prison food, I think, I think, like prison
0: wine. You know how there's like oh, they make wine from fermenting juice and stuff. Yeah, this is what it's giving. Um, but I think because we're going, we're taking a walk down memory lane this yeah. episode, I wanted to ask you. Who was Tosin, like, who were you in uni? You know, we've talked about maybe when we were, like, 5 to 10. Yeah. We're going to skip maybe 10 to 15. I want to hear about, like, 16 to 20-old Tosin. Any, like, fond memories, anything that has changed about you? Did you have any obsessions, you know?
1: I think I just had an obsession with... I was telling somebody the other day how... Maybe at the end of my first year or my first semester, my dad, who was I telling? I think I was telling one of my friends. My dad called me to the room and my dad gave me my pocket money and my school and the balance of my school fees. He gave me everything. And then he showed me how much money he earned. Yeah. Like he showed me his salary per month. Yeah. And then compared to like my school fees. And my sister's school fees and the other kids' school fees and all all the expenses. Like I'm saying, this is like a sixteen year old boy. Wow! Like fifteen going on sixteen. That I might have not. Let me see. Uh, two thousand and maybe I was sixteen. And so he shows me he sh- he sh- he sh- he showed me his expenses and his salary, and it was just an it was just. An eye-opener for me because he was basically telling me that, hey, you're not Dangote is not your daddy. So like you're not a rich kid. He was basically letting me know Mm. for facts that if I'm giving you this amount of money for your school fee, for your pocket money, it's not that there's so much money and then I'm giving you this. It's like
0: mm. that's
1: everything. That's the amount of sacrifice I'm doing. And my school fees compar- and how much he was spending on school fees compared to his salary, it was a joke. And it's like, in my head, I was like, if this guy is earning this amount of money, why is he spending, literally, my dad was spending almost his entire salary on school fees and uh, pocket money. So, but what that did for me is that just made me, I think that was the eye opener for me to actually realize what money meant. Mm. And so that influenced, I think that without knowing, that became one of the biggest influences for me because now when I went back to school and seen my friends and my classmates and my hostel mates who had more money than me and were spending mm. more money than me, I didn't interpret it as, oh, Daddy, daddy's not giving us a lot of money because it's stingy, And so that just influenced me in being, just wanting to be an entrepreneur. And so that Mm. formed my entire uni life. My entire uni, I had more, I was giving my attention to like, trying to do all sorts of businesses. Like, just trying to make more money from parties to deals to supplies to, I was like chasing sponsorships in Accra the entire time instead of, uh, being in class, studying for mechanical engineering. It's like, I was just like, like that. And so I was yeah. more social than now. Yeah. I was more out there. I was like, I was the party boy, basically the party boy, super, super ambitious, just very, what do they call that thing? When you can't sit in one place. Um
0: It's
1: like a busy boy. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: That's Wow. I think that's, that's, that's me. Yeah. That, that's if there's anything I can remember. And I was always getting into trouble.
0: You're bubbly.
1: Yeah, I was bubbly, but I was always getting into trouble cuz mm. I was always biting more than I can chew mm. or taking on projects that I couldn't deliver on. Deliver on.
0: Mm.
1: And I was doing a lot. It's like just everywhere, doing everything, mm. trying everything. Um yeah that was that was, that's was basically me and sometimes we will go I remember sometimes we will go to the we we'll go to the party on on Friday on Saturday and from Saturday we will go from the club we'll be the last to leave the club and we will go from the club straight to church in the in the morning to church service <laughs> so, wow
0: that's that's quite it a was vibe it <laughs> sounds yeah, was, sounds like a chaotic time yeah that yeah, was very chaotic wow. what what about you um what was I like in uni? Yeah. Uni was a weird time for me. Uni didn't feel like uni to me.
1: In what sense?
0: I think also because you... What age did you go to uni? 16. Exactly. wasn't in the UK because I had come to the UK for secondary school. So UK uni is like 18.
1: Okay. So you
0: feel a bit more grown up, right? Yeah. Yeah. But my 16-year-old times... Um, I don't I feel like I don't have enough self-awareness about that time in my life. Mm. I wish I could bring on my friend Gigi to just try yeah. and explain what I was like. I think I was I I was probably a lot less sure. I was a lot less sure of myself.
1: Less sure. Probably.
0: Yeah, I was less able, I felt like I wasn't just able to try things I wanted to try. So the way you were out there doing a hundred things, I would have never thought to do that at that Mm -hmm. age. I just wanted to stay in a box and do well and just continue. Mm -hmm. So, like, my jobs when I was 16 were just like, oh, let me work in this fashion place, let me do this. Yeah, It was definitely less, like, self-exploratory, I think.
1: Do you think it's because you are more... Would you consider yourself as... Like just listen to your big babies because I'm more in a love sense. I'm rebellious. Yeah. Uh. Not. Do you understand? Not.
0: Yeah, but like, let me. Yeah, but let me not get it wrong. Like in school, I got in trouble.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like I wasn't like
1: I. I <laughs> because you are painting a picture. No, of no, you no I just was not an angel. And, I wasn't an angel. And- Doing your assignment and no, no, no. telling you, to no, you know, no, no, trust me. No, no,
0: it wasn't like that. I mean, in like in, when I was in boarding school, I would get, you know, like headmasters' attention and stuff. Yeah. I did pretty well academically, but I wasn't, I wasn't an angel. I wasn't just like sitting in my room and not doing anything. No, we were out here. We've been out here. <laughs> <In
1: the streets. laughs> you mentioned Gigi. Yeah. Um, how, how long have you known Gigi?
0: Since I was maybe eight years old. Nine, nine thought years old. I thought it was old. uni. No, nine. Maybe nine years old. So you, I didn't know Gigi Uni.
1: So you've had... So, basically, you've had friendships that have lasted. You have some over friendships a that have lasted over a decade. It'll,
0: it'll be, like, two decades soon. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. How... I think, like, my friendship groups are... I've either known them since I was eight or nine, or... I made a lot of really close friends as well when I was, like, 15, 16. And then, to be honest, like, I don't have that many new friendships. Mm. I don't. I have a few, but, like, my strongest friendships are the ones I've had for about 10 years.
1: Mm. What about you? Uh, before you come to me, but have you... Have you... Okay, let me answer answer your question. For me... I think that my close, my strongest friendships, I'm just trying to remember, my strongest friendships are friendships I had. I feel like the most, one of the most defining times of my life has been like post uni. So post uni, I was in like this incubator program for like, I think three years. Yeah. And some of the friends, I made there are the closest friends to me. Like the, the ones that I can call if she hits the fan and the, the ones I could actually listen to mm-hmm. and the, the ones that like I could speak freely to. So for instance, you always hear Manny. Manny's is the one I always talk to about like Manny. We went to see Manny and his kid and the dog and his wife in 1004.
0: Oh yeah, of course, yeah.
1: Yes, yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>, so, <laughs> so like somebody like Manny, and it's like all these friends. Oh, when did when did me. you meet him? So I met Manny in 2013 when I was in the incubator program.
0: Okay, yeah. One thing about you that's interesting is that all eighty percent of your friends are like ten years older than you.
1: Yeah, I think I do better with
0: older people.
1: Friends that are older than me, because like it's it's easier to set boundaries
0: oh are you is that manipulative be be self-aware about it
1: manipulative in what
0: sense like because you want you have hard boundaries you're not willing to be flexible about it so you want people who are older or is it just like actually your your aura works better with people who have those like family boundaries and more mature boundaries
1: Mm to be honest I think it's a mix of the two if I want to yeah. be like 100% um honest which I should be is that I don't think I I'm, I'm good at friendships that are that seem that are like boundaryless mm. or that seem one sided yeah so like and this is this is I don't know if this is good or bad, but it's, like, I like friendships where, like, there's mutual, there's mutual, like... And, like, in terms of respect, like, I respect you, you respect me. In terms of impute, you're giving, I'm giving, Mm. you're taking, I'm taking. And usually it's, like, that happens more with the older people because first of all, it's like this person is older than me. So first, like as a Niger boy, anybody that is older than you, you're already looking at the person just culturally as an, like this is my, this is my older one. So there's that respect boundary already. Yeah. Because the person is older than me. And secondly, if the person has done things that I've not done or, be it's like they're married, I'm not married. Um, they uh, they have kids, I don't have yeah. kids. Uh, you know, they've built stuff. Yeah. It's Can usually... I jump in? Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: I feel like <laughs> you are just you you come from that mindset of I wanna be the least intelligent person in the room. Yeah right like yeah. you want to surround yourself with someone who makes you a better person
1: yeah and, and who if, puts me on my toes
0: yeah and if you're the person in the room who everyone is looking to you're like oh, this is a waste of time
1: yeah or or, a waste or, of time or yeah. like
0: what am i really how am i growing
1: yeah because it starts yeah. to i know i know there's 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 uh, there's uh there's an ego trip that comes with when like all your friends look up to you yeah. in the sense that yeah they have to rely on you on maybe money yeah. or the job or yeah. your say is always the final say. Mm. Like there's there's an ego trip. There's a there's uh yeah. I'll just be in just being honest, there's like that power element you feel yeah. where you're the like you're the alpha of the setting. But I don't think in in like for where I am now, I don't think that is a healthy place or a healthy kind of relationship to be and you know it for for most of the friends i that that used to be like that in the sense of what age mates we all grew up together i think the issue was i started to we started to work together and we there was no proper boundary setting and when there's no proper boundary setting then it just makes you know it's, it's just like if it's just like if your friend, like like you and Gigi, for instance, it's like you and Gigi. You guys laugh, you play together, you laugh together. If like both of you have just come come from a bar where you were just laughing and drinking, and then the next minute inside that bar, Gigi is telling you, "Tell me what the fuck? Why have you not replied this email?" Imagine, like, yeah, you're gonna feel like.
0: Bro, like, yeah, like, bro, half a, calm down. Like, yeah, why you, you I was, know, and
1: why are you talking to me like yeah. that? Like, and you know,
0: I'm, I'm you know, like, I'm super not for mixing pleasure and work, yeah, and you have been, so that's why I think it's good for you to share your experiences yeah. with that. Yeah. For me,
1: I think my my experience is just I don't, I just feel like you know, I've learned to come to the point where now I think it's best not to mix. Um, like if you really value a friendship, like there's somebody that is who you know, that's my, I don't want to mention his name, who is like my friend. And, you know, this December we're parting with him. And I I appreciate his friendship so much so that we don't do business together because I feel that might, I feel if you don't know how to set boundaries properly mm. and if you don't know how to, if you and your friends don't know how to set boundaries properly and you don't know how to you know do things proper and you know understand all these intricacies, it's better to just keep friendships as friendships it's just and and just keep work as work and not mix it and when if it ever gets to mix, then there should be proper like guidelines. it shouldn't be like. You know, like if if me and you are doing something now together, I feel it should be that, okay, we agree we're doing this thing together. But even like this podcast, we agree that we're doing it together, but there's somebody else that is managing this and there's somebody else that is managing this. Yeah. Or, or if you work with your friends, there's lawyers in between to 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 create that boundary to say, this is work. You know, so me, basically, I'm not good at have, mixing.
0: Basically, you have boundaries.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm not good at mixing and setting those boundaries. So I yeah. will not do that. And I've seen that ruin a lot of friendship I've had and not the fault of the other person. It's yeah. like, I think it's, it's mutual fault. Yeah. So now I'm only friends with like the older ones that it's been easier to set uh, those boundaries with. And I do envy the fact that you can have Friends that you've known since you were like kids, like eight. So you guys share a lot of memories. Yeah, but
0: it's not like, I'll be honest, it's not a lot. Like I probably have, I have like eight, eight to 10 people I would say are like true, true reciprocal friends. Mm. And again, like I'm the reciprocal. Reciprocal queen. What do you queen. mean? By res-
1: reciprocal.
0: Like it's mutual love. I feel like the amount of F I put in, they put in, it's not one sided. No one is trying to gain something from the other person. Because at the end of the day, any sort of relationship you have in your career, it is for the benefit of your work. Yeah. Right? So again, Most, I'm saying yeah, yeah, it has yeah, nothing like- to do with work, it has nothing to do with getting ahead. It is just we, the two of us can sit in the room. And talk, and we get on, and we like each other, and we respect each other. And they're also, like, I just feel like they're a good person. They make me want to be a better person. I can support them. They can support me. I genuinely care about them. And I feel like I would always choose quality over quantity. Mm. I'm never going to have 200 friends. Like, that is just not me. I'd rather have someone who can come to my house in their pajamas, and we can watch Netflix, and we can Mm. laugh. Like that is what I value from a friend, and I feel like these days, I think also there was something about post pandemic that people just be moving mad. Mm. Like you know, a lot of times when you meet people, it's just like sometimes it's it's really a friend for a season, a friend for a moment, and those all those types of friends also have their benefits. I yeah, truly totally believe, it's fine. and that's also fine. But um. I do think, you know, the older you get, sometimes the more you lo- you lose friends and the less you gain new friends you can have when you're 40, 50. Yeah. So I think, um, you know, not just us, but like anyone listening, I think there's value in nurturing friendships. Yeah. Um, being there for your friends. It's not only take, 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 take. Yeah. Also, what are you giving other people? Yeah. How are you helping them? Same for family, I guess. But friendship can sometimes be a family you didn't get, you know? Yeah and um it's in those times like it's not in the bubbling it was my birthday in 2 weeks it's in those times yeah. where you are going through it where you're like who can i call right now yeah who can i message right now who cares yeah who genuinely will just sit there and offer a couple words of advice yeah um so,
1: yeah. And it's not enmity if we're no more friends anymore. Yeah. It's like no, it's, no biggie. Yeah. It's, it's just growth. <laughs> it's like, growth. It's and fine. the fact that we're not friends today doesn't mean we will not be friends tomorrow. Yeah. And it's just like... It's like... I think sometime last year, one of my friends, she called me out or she's like, oh, uh, Tosin, I feel this friendship is only one way. Oh, yeah. Like... You know, when you need to talk, I you know, we talk together, we laugh together. When you're in my city, you say, oh, I'm in your city, come hang out. I come and hang out, but I don't get the same energy from you. It's like when I reach out to you for something, you're busy, and I know you're busy, mm. but me too, I'm busy. But when you wanted something from me, I pulled up, or you wanted me to go do this. And then, you know, the first the first thing in my head was to think, This one is just disturbing me. Why is this one disturbing me? But I just kept quiet and listened. And then I didn't apologize immediately. I just didn't reply. And then (laughs) I just thought about it. And then I said, ah, this is actually true. Like, I've actually been the one just receiving, 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 receiving without giving. And I appreciated it. And I'm like, okay, so if this is what you want from this friendship, okay, I can give. If you want more, I'm not going to be able to give wow. more than this. But for this basic stuff, if that's fine with you, like mutual checking on each other to see how we're doing and mutual, you know, just just that, even if that's the basic thing, then mm. why not? Like, if, if I can say, oh, help me do this, you should also be able to say, Help me do this. I don't yeah. really get what I'm saying. No,
0: no, I completely get what you're saying. And I think she's a like a real one for just telling you how she felt because Yeah, she
1: called me out straight up. Because
0: I found that sometimes I'm like, oh I feel like someone has done something to me I didn't like. But guess what? It's actually my fault and my responsibility if I didn't confront them about it. Yeah. And I'm so much of a non-confrontational person. Like I really cannot stand confrontation which is so bad it's so unhealthy. Um I'm just being self aware about this. Like except
1: when it's with your boyfriend. Except
0: when it's with you of course you will know okay. immediately. But um yeah so someone did something to me recently and like I couldn't even call them up on it.
1: Um oh, I'm trying to remember.
0: No I didn't tell you. Ah I didn't tell you.
1: You have and... to tell me after the podcast
0: yeah so i think as much as you know we're talking about friendship i'm always thinking about like how can i be a better friend because i know yeah. i i can fall short in that a lot um you know i think it's always good to just call ourselves out on our own shit to be honest yeah.
1: like as if you if if i don't tell you i'm upset about something you saw yesterday yeah that's actually funny yesterday it was. i think i've i'm if i do say so myself i'm growing up yesterday somebody had been consistently upsetting me oh yeah over two years since 2019 and we worked together so i've not said anything about it i've hinted about it once and then i i could just see that it was and i was about to sleep and i just texted the person and i just said hey what's up how you doing like I've not been happy with the way you've been doing this and this and this. And I don't think I'm crazy because you did it this time. I like mentioned three different times the person had done it to me. And we, I was actually thinking the person would actually say, you know what, so what, or like be defensive. But the person then said, okay, let's get on call and let's talk about it. And when we got on call, I know you stepped into the room. I was like, damn. I was giving it like I was just saying it as it is. Yeah. And in the end of the day, we trashed it out. And Mm. whether the person changes is another conversation. But now that I've trashed it out, I don't have that bad vibe towards the person. And the person has told me, oh, I'm sorry. This must have been a misunderstanding. This is why I did this and this. I didn't even interpret it as this, but now I see where you're coming from. And let's have a better way to move forward. And I'm not even going to lie to you like that weight from my chest just like disappeared.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, so, and I I want somebody. Sometimes like we've just called the person out. It's like if 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 I call you out and you're upset about me calling you out, then if we are truly friends, then let's find
0: let's have it out baby a way to
1: move forward. Yeah. But if because I call you out you're no more my friend, or because you call me out,
0: yeah,
1: I'm no more your friend, then it's like But if I don't call you out and I'm scheming behind you, then mm. it's is 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 bad vibes.
0: Yeah. It's just
1: all oh, you have to say, or oh, you're thinking about.
0: No, this. it's a it's a lot to take in. I feel like today is a day I called myself out. <laughs> I'm thinking about a lot of different things. Um, but thank you, as always, for coming on this journey with us. And with that, I say, be the best friend you can be.
1: And randomly, make sure you make some. Gary with milk with Bon Vita Sugar and granutes, <laughs> wow. and drink that as you listen to this episode. Annie Mr. Big <laughs>
0: Annie Mr. Big's Donut burger. Okay, love you. Bye. Bye
1: bye. So that's it for this episode of How Far. Thank you so much for listening. You can find all our episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Google Play, and anywhere you listen to podcasts.
0: Don't forget to subscribe to our socials and follow our YouTube channel.
1: Share this episode on your socials and leave us with a review of five stars. See See you next next week. week.